for the boys with the booming system. Top town AC with the cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he real, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He cold, he dope, he might sell coke. He always in the air, but he never fly coach. He a motherfucking drip, drip, sell a order, ship, ship. When he make a drip, drip, kiss him on a lip, lip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you'll get slapped if you're looking at Welcome in. You were listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. You might not have thought so with this bloody intro tune, but there is a reason that I have picked this song. Uh, Nicki Minaj won't be everyone's cup of tea, certainly not really mine either, but I searched for the word super. It's a bit weird that I know some of the lyrics too, but anyway, <laughs> confession session. Now, this week we're going to be talking about the Super New Zealand Fund. So I searched Super and this was one of the first songs that came up and I thought, well, we'll hit play on that because above it was Super Freaky Girl by her, which I don't know. I'm honest. I've been trying to be honest here. I don't know that one. Superman, Eminem. I feel like we had Eminem recently. So I know a number of you tune in specifically to find out what song we're going to start these podcasts with as well. And it's your favourite part about them. I hope that the educational content would be the uh, most inspiring piece and most entertaining piece for you but uh, for some of you it seems to be that the tune that we have at the start is often what you like but we are into a bit of learning about retirement we did some last week I wanted to keep the theme going because I'd been doing some reading about the New Zealand super fund and it is a pretty bloody super fund and I thought there's probably a number of you out there that have got no idea what this is now the Super New Zealand Fund. Last week we looked at the scary retirement uh, topic of retirement and how much it is said to be needed to retire. This week I thought we could look at one way the country is trying to pe- prepare. So this is New Zealand and how we are trying to prepare as a country for retirement. It is called the New Zealand Super Fund, which is, to be fair, a pretty super fund because they've achieved a return of 9.65% per annum since the fund started in 2003. That's pretty bloody incredible. Often you'll see people do examples and uh, around investing and things like that, and people will go, that's ridiculous, you can't get a 7% return. Where do you get a 10% return? Where do you get an 8% return? Especially when interest rates were really low because a lot of people weren't thinking about investing, they were just thinking about interest rates for a long time. And I guess these guys have kind of proven that you can get close to a 10% return, and they've done that for nearly 20 consecutive years, which is um, pretty bloody good. Now, how does that return compare to your Shearsies or KiwiSaver account? Now, if you're anything like me, at the moment you're watching the markets and your stocks are just getting smashed. And I've been going through this, should I sell some and just actually sit on more cash and then buy back in? But am I going to be able to time the bottom? No. So stop looking. But you kind of can't help yourself when you're quite engaged in it and with how much that's going on. But I think if you look at your KiwiSaver, you'll be very blown away at uh, how much of a hiding you're getting. The US dollar is just going increasing in value at, at the present as well. This is the September the 28th. That could well change. It could all well go the other way at some stage. You know, we're, we're so out of control of these things. And the super fund, for instance, they'll be spending hundreds of millions of dollars each year, maybe tens of millions for them, to research what they should be investing in. And they've got people, and it's a full-time job for them, right? And we think that we can just crank into sharesies and, and buy a few shares and sort of beat the market and get these big returns and it's not always possible so you know I think there's even a lesson for me is that I've got to sort of stop looking and I actually sort of had this chat with myself this morning and thought well I'm uh, I'm getting a new car at, a new car very soon which I'll, I'll tell you about but 
I wait till I get it just to make sure it does happen. And I've got my rent locked in for another 12 months at the same price. So my cost of living hasn't increased in terms of that expense. And uh, I've kind of got everything I need. I've got a good life. Why do I keep looking at my stocks, wanting them to go up? You know, it's just human nature, right? So I uh, I might have to be a little bit more disciplined and try and actually just let them do their thing and, and go through some of the sideways choppy stuff because I think that's where we're headed for quite a while and we've been speaking about it for a while now as well. Um, but, you know, it does hurt when you look at your, your funds and your investments and your savings and, you're, and you're, getting, you're losing money to inflation and then you're getting beaten up by the markets going down and then you, I've got to go to America next year and that's getting more expensive because the US dollar is getting stronger. So it's a, it's a very confusing time and it's something that we're all faced with that we all know that investing should be about investing for the long term. And I've got to do a speech this weekend at a business conference and part of the speeches that I'm going to be talking about is that when you're investing in the markets and whatnot and you can't control those outcomes as such and they're going backwards, that can be very tempting just to, to never want to do it or to not do it and to say, well, that's why I don't do it. But that a great place to invest in a time when the markets are going down is to invest in yourself and figure out how you can become more knowledgeable, how you can become more experienced, how you can become better at something, more valuable. And that's an investment that a lot of people won't do because they'll be too distracted by looking at things that they could try and buy at a lower price on shares or whatnot instead of actually thinking, how can I make myself more valuable? But back into it and back to the super fund here, this fund isn't called super because of the returns. It's actually called the New Zealand Superannuation Fund, which is there to prepare the country for the cost of retirement. Now, from their website, the New Zealand Superannuation Fund invests government capital contributions and the returns from those investments to contribute to the government's cost of paying superannuation entitlements in the future. And what they're saying, basically, is that they so that there's tax paid as such by everyone and some of that gets allocated to the super fund and the super fund is there to invest and they are then tasked with hopefully getting a return and that return will be used to subsidise the cost of superannuation payments that will go out to everybody that's over 65 that we you know spoke about last week. Now unfortunately for you and I, you can't get these dudes to invest your spare 10 grand and hope for a 9.65% return each year as they don't invest people's private savings. If you could, you would probably uh, you probably wouldn't worry about inflation as they'd be beating it for you. You probably wouldn't even have your shares account. You'd probably just say, hey, can I invest? Uh, can you guys invest this for me? But basically this fund is like a giant shares account where they invest amounts of money from the government, so taxpayers, to then invest to generate a return. Those returns are used to subsidise the increase in costs, in this case the increase in cost of retirement and superannuation. We've obviously got a very ageing population in this country, so the fund, which was started in 2003, is very, very important. Now also, I think just whilst we're here, one of the governments might have stopped contributions at some stage as well, um, which probably was a little bit silly looking back, of course, but uh, they would have had their reasoning at the time, but my dad, uh, when I was talking to him about this, did tell me about that, but uh, that was a bit before me, and I didn't uh, didn't go away and research that in its entirety, but some of you listening that are a bit better educated, you'll know all about that and might be into your politics, and you'll know about that, so uh, that's something there if you want to go and have a Google and figure out what happened or why why we stopped contributing. Now, your KiwiSaver is effectively the exact same thing, but it's as an, indiv- in, as an individual, right? So I do wonder that eventually superannuation will be means-tested based on KiwiSaver levels or some other metric because there just won't be enough tax money to give to people that are over 65 years of age. So I wonder if, you know, we'll, we've got the super fund, but 
and then that's used partly, well, will be in the future to pay for some of the superannuation costs for people. But then eventually, as people's KiwiSaver balances get higher, they'll say, hey, look, you know, superannuation is going to be scaled back for those people that have got the ability to pay for themselves in retirement. So we shall see. Now, many of you will hope that I'm wrong, and I guess we'll all have to wait and see, right? Now, younger people may resent paying for older people's superannuation when they can't fund their own lives. So could it be something we eventually see change? It's hard to know when and what they what that may look like. Again, we spoke about it last week. Very, very hard thing to get past the voting public. But I've seen debates before where uh, people that are about to retire, about to turn 65, are like, well, I deserve that. I've paid tax my whole life and this sort of thing. And then they're like, that's, that's what my tax money was paid for so that I can now get this. And then younger people saying, well, no, actually that money could be used in different areas like teaching or healthcare or roading or whatever. So you're actually now taking from the current and future generations and just thinking about yourself. So it's going to get pretty heated at some stage. And I think every now and then it sort of pops up and gets pretty ragey. And then it all kind of just carries on because we sort of just go back to whatever, you know, is the current standard of how we do things. So it'd be very interesting to see how that uh, goes over time. Now back to our super fund, and you might be surprised to learn that there is only $57 billion in there. Now for context, the top 10 richest New Zealanders are rumoured to have a combined wealth of $32 billion. So there's $57 billion bucks in there, and the wealthiest top 10 New Zealanders from our Richless podcast the other day, I counted it up, they've got about $32 billion between them. So KiwiSaver, as a comparison, had a combined balance of around $85 billion at 31 December 2021. So the country's total KiwiSaver balances are a lot higher than what the government's pool of cash is that they're getting the return from and that they are using to offset the cost of superannuation. Now, back to the super fund, their 2022 financial year ended 30th of June, okay? Now, their fund went backward by $3.3 billion in that year, which is pretty ugly. And even they can't escape the wrath of the roller coaster markets, right? So it's a good example of, look, they've got all this resource, they've got all this cash, and they're, they're doing what we're all trying to do and investing in sharesies and contribute to our KiwiSaver and going, I know I should stay on this for the long haul. And even they get smacked by a $3.3 billion backward move in a financial year. Now, that might make you feel a little bit better about the dip in your KiwiSaver or even your sharesies account. But before you go and say, well, yeah, that's why I don't invest, you know, because these things are too hit and miss and they'll go backwards and all of that sort of stuff. Remember that they've averaged a near 10% return for 20 years straight. In their 2021 financial year, they returned a huge 30% on their fund. That is nuts. So the, the backwards move in 2022 was basically just a bit of their 2021 gain being given back. And I actually saw something explained by someone from the super fund, which I thought was an amazing way to articulate it. In the 2021 year, they were bringing forward their future year's earnings into that year. So what they were saying is that they were expecting to have a huge 2021 and they wanted to really get it right because they knew with everything that was going on out there with the amount of money and supply and things like that and just how bubbly all the markets were, they really needed to to capitalise on that and it wasn't going to be like that forever. So they looked at it as we're bringing forward future year's gains and putting them all into this one year. And... A 30% gain is uh, is nothing to be sneezed at. That's pretty bloody amazing, isn't it? Now, the fund has also recovered since their 30 June reporting date because we're in September now, and it's sitting at around $58.3 because you can actually Google their website, and it has a sort of running clock of what the balance is. I don't know how legit that is or how accurate it is, but that was what the balance was showing me on their screen, and I did see that it had recovered in something that I read as well, so uh, it genuinely has recovered some of that loss, but I think we're going back into a bit of a hiding, and, and everyone's been copying that over the last little while. 
Now, I read somewhere that it's expected that the government will start drawing down from this fund from the 2030 year and beyond. So that's still quite a while away. So it'll be interesting to see what, what they can like, build up by the time they get to 2030 and what's in that fund. What can you learn from this? Well, you could be doing the same thing, right? Either KiwiSaver or your own form of retirement investing, especially if you are younger. You have more time in the market on your side. And just because it's tough at the moment, you know, doesn't mean that we should just been investing for the rest of our lives because no doubt if we look back in 40 years time we'll think fuck I should have been doing that so I think there'll be people out there at the moment that are like yuck you know should I contribute to my KiwiSaver I even had a look at mine last week and I was going to do a post on this basically I contributed some quite large amounts last year to really like catch up on some of my missed timing from my 20s when I stopped contributing to my KiwiSaver and I'm like hey look you've got no excuses now you should part with a bit of that money and you'll be very grateful in your 60s and I had a look at this graph and basically when I did that in three different periods so there was three different dates and that was basically the top of the market all three times so I've got a net of getting in at the very top which is um, probably because I'm keeping an eye on it and then I get bullish and think you know what like let's contribute some more and I'm feeling good about it all and then it's basically yeah uh, that's probably the top and that's when it's going to then start going back the other way so a bit of an ugly lesson for me there. I probably should have just increased my contribution by going from 3%, say, to 4% rather than going all bang, quite a big voluntary contribution at that specific date. So, you know, we're always learning, and I'm no different, and um, these things are, are cool to try and understand, and you learn a lot, and I was speaking to uh, my old football coach on the weekend, and he's riding to his shares and stuff, and has been for a number of years, and so... You know, we're sort of trading stories about different things and it's I think it's really good for your brain. Like if you can kind of hack the ups and downs and stuff, you get to learn a lot about the markets and the economy and you kind of think like what's going on and why is the US dollar getting stronger and how's that happening? I thought they were printing heaps, shouldn't it be coming worth less? And I wonder if, um, you know, the super fund, what are they investing in? Are they investing in New Zealand stocks or are they investing offshore? And I'm pretty sure last time I looked at it, like last year, they're the bulk of their investments are not in New Zealand dollars. They're in different countries, which is really interesting. You think, oh, you'd think they'd be investing into New Zealand. But, um, you know, you can then you can go down these rabbit holes, but you can learn a lot as well. But you want to make sure that you can then take something tangible that you can then take action in your own life rather than just consuming data for data's sake and then getting old analysis paralysis. So just like the government are trying to prepare the country for superannuation payments, you know, we need to be thinking about the same thing. And we can do that via our KiwiSaver, especially if we're younger because we've got a bit more time on our side. And these times shall pass and I'm sure you know, we, we will revert back to, to growth eventually. It's kind of how humans are wired. So yep, we might have to face some pain in the short term, but a longer time period for, for most of us should be something that we can accept as, as what uh, should be our time frame to be thinking about these things for. So investing for your future today. Now getting a return along the way and then drawing down from your fund once you need it, that's sort of the key right is to try and build up that KiwiSaver balance or retirement fund so that you can then have some income to be able to draw down on when you get to that because a lot of people get asset rich in terms of housing and stuff but they don't have any income coming in. So that's obviously partly what KiwiSaver is designed to do is to have liquid income or sort of liquid funds that people can be able to draw upon to help support their retirement in these future generations. Now I've said here as well I think you can actually read the funds report and get an insight into how they split out their investment portfolio. I didn't go and do this for the 2022 financial year but I remember having a look at it in 2021 
and just being intrigued in what they're investing in and that's probably always changing but I'm fairly sure on their website somewhere you can download their financial report as such and, and actually see what makes up their investments. Now you can even do this with some of the KiwiSaver providers as well. I remember asking Adam from Compound Wealth about that and he said that yep you can sort of see with some of the funds where they're investing and just the splits of their portfolios between different countries and emerging markets and US and like all this sort of stuff and so you can kind of learn from some of the research that these people are doing as you can with going and studying massive fund managers on YouTube for instance and figuring out okay what are they saying in their interviews and what you know what are they predicting because they're obviously doing a lot of research but you know you have to be pretty geeky and into that stuff if that's what you want to do but those resources are there it's a good reminder for us excuse me, that the education is there. Now the funds ups and downs are a good reminder that when investing you will see gains and dips. It is no different for the big players. You know, imagine them rolling into that 2022 financial year at the end of it, telling everyone like, hey, we've, you know, internally we've uh, we've lost 3.3 billion this uh, this last year. That's pretty crazy. So that's, uh, you know, would have been scary for a number of um, people for their first year of investing, for instance, looking going like, why did I do this? My, my money's going backwards and Again, we've got to hang in there for the long term. Now, at the end of this email, I did have the link to apply for the $10,000 investment, but that is now closed off. So Mikey's gone away for the week, and when he gets back, we'll be sitting down and doing a bit of content about uh, that in a bit more detail and, and explaining what we're doing. Uh, we've both got quite a bit on our plate at the moment, so we need to get into that uh, very soon, and we will do that for you all. But thank you to everybody that applied, and that shared it round and that sent over feedback. It was really cool to see. Have a super weekend. You are one of 6,450 recipients. Is there someone you could share this with? Remember to chuck something up on your Instagram story or on your social media. Tag us in it so we can see it. And you go in the draw for a $200 investment. We would be super stoked. And I have seen the podcast listens um, just exploding, which is really cool. I think we're going to crack 16,000 listens for September uh, September alone which is cool I think it's about 4,000 more than the biggest month which was the month before and just cool to see so many people learning so thank you to all of you who are A new around here and then B a double thank you to those people who have put something on their story which is obviously then encouraged their friend to go and listen to something for instance and then they've found the podcast and they're either going back to the start or they're sort of starting at the top and working back through or they're figuring out what topics do I want to learn about and they're having a crack at those which is really cool to see. Now, did you know, to finish this one, New Zealand Superfund has recently decided to shift $25 billion of the fund, so 40% of their fund, to low-carbon indices in a sustainability push. I read that on the website. They had their own press release on that and thought, wow, that is, uh, you know, that's very, very intense. That's a big part of their fund that they are then deciding to get into that low-carbon space. So, again, maybe there's something for us to be thinking about there or what's driving that or why are they thinking about doing that and are they getting some pressure to do that and what does that even mean? You know, is there any more digging we could do to try and understand that? Can we go and find an interview on YouTube with whoever the head of the New Zealand Superfund is, that sort of thing, and actually go, what is driving that decision-making process? Because that is a fairly sizable chunk of a portfolio to be moving to any type of investment. And so for these guys to low-carbon indices in a sustainability push. Again, we can learn from just what other people are doing and get uh, get inquisitive and start asking questions and increase our own knowledge. I hope you have found that episode interesting in terms of the Super New Zealand Fund, the New New Zealand Superannuation Fund, a couple of weeks at looking at retirement there, something a little bit different and something that a lot of people will uh, be you know, thinking, oh, that's a long way away for me. But remember that if we 
don't do something and we don't plan to actually start preparing and actually start contributing, we end up playing, having to play catch-up much like me. We're in my 20s. I stopped contributing uh, because I you know, wanted to pay off some of my credit card debt and, and, and pay back some of the stupid decisions that I'd made. And that's the downside to using your credit cards. You buy now, pay laters and shit, and then getting out of control with them is that you've got to play tidy up and catch up. And now you've got to try and then, um, you know, you, it stops you and restricts you from being able to do smart things like investing, which is about growth instead of buy now, pay later, which is about contraction and things like that. So just remember, you know, those tools are always great and you think they're amazing, but if you're not paying that $25 a month, for instance, to buy now, pay later, could you be putting $25 a week, or sorry, let's say weekly, um, you know, could you be putting that $25 a week into your sharesies account or into a KiwiSaver, you know, what could you be doing that's thinking about preparing you for your future, not paying back things that you did in the past, like buying the latest shoes or the second pair that you didn't really need, but you thought, well, I'm not really paying for it, buy now, pay later, uh, we're all going to pay for it in some way, shape or form. That has been another week of Keep the Change. I hope you're enjoying this. You must be because there's plenty of downloads. It's great to see. Help by sharing this around and get more people listening and learning. We'll see you next week. Oh,